Are we really strangers? Welcome back to After Hour Happy Hour. We are your chaotic but cathartic hosts. I'm Jamila. I'm Vicky. I'm Sharon. So for today, we are answering some questions from the game of We Are Not Really Strangers. Obviously, we aren't strangers, but we just want to take this time and answer through some questions and maybe we'll learn something new about each other. And yeah, fun fact on the day that we're filming, November, what is it? 6th. 2021 it's officially one year since we launched our podcast so thank you everybody who's been a listener from whether it's day one or yesterday we just want to say thank you for all your love and support and can't believe it's already been a year and we grew a lot more than we expected so thank you (laughs) can't believe we released like 56 episodes already i know that's crazy nice all right Basically, we're using questions off a game called We're Not Really Strangers. If you guys want to play it, you can totally buy it online. There's different levels of questions and you start off with like very basic fun questions and then you get deeper and it's called connection questions and then really deep reflection questions just to get to know a person. And that's what we're going to play today. And we've never played this before. We always typically have these kinds of conversations anyway, but lately I've been seeing more people play them, like physical cards, or just I see them in Instagram posts, so it's a good time to play it ourselves. Um, There's like a lot of questions in each level, so we'll just do a couple in each of the levels. How about you start off, You start us off, Vicky? What's the first question you want to ask? What do you think is the hardest part about what I do for a living? Well, I already know Jams is waking up. (laughs) (laughs) Waking up and actually doing her work every day. Waking up to reality. That part hurts. For Vicky, I would say it's probably the kind of the toxic culture, but also you don't have a choice but to go to work and do the work. You guys don't really have that many vacation days. You don't have sick days. None of that. Yeah. And you know, kids. And I would say like the probably the hierarchical structure that you have. Yes and no, but that's also really hard too. For Sharon, I was going to say like how she procrastinates and waits to the last minute to do things and she has a lot of things to do all the time. Okay, the hardest part isn't procrastinating. I just procrastinate. It's not hard. I just procrastinate. Hardest part is not enjoying what I do or not being passionate about it. Actually, wait, I have a different answer. I feel like the, I think the hardest part for me is my role is great for someone who enjoys product marketing, but because I don't enjoy it, so I don't like it, which makes me feel guilty where I'm like, this role could be really good for someone who actually enjoys product marketing. Dude, that's kind of me. Like, even though a hierarchy is really hard, like, I hate having to, like, fake being like, oh, I love my job and my buses. I would say harder than that is the tug of war of being a teacher. It's like having the patience to be like, okay, this child is literally a child and they don't know any better versus like, shut the fuck up, like sit down. I don't care about you. That balance of like, ugh, I need to be patient with them because they're so young and like, it's up to me and like their parents to teach them. But also like, I'm their teacher. It's not my job. Oh, I like the third one. What's the first thing you notice about me? Her accent? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i definitely noticed jam's accent first and then vicky she's clean oh jam 
I think before the whole she's extroverted, I think she was like, oh, she's kind of my height when we uh, first like met because we started talking. You're 4'11", yeah, bro. Yeah, but then we met and I was like, oh, I thought she'd be taller for some reason. <laughs> I'm not that short. I'm literally almost the same height as Jaren. I know. I don't know why. Does everyone think I'm head, short. You're my she's height. She's like a solid four inches taller than you, Vicky. I know. I forget that you guys are so much taller than me. You know, it's funny because my first thing that I noticed about you was, oh, wow, she's shorter than I thought. Everybody <laughs> says that, man. For Sharon, was definitely her RBF, which we've talked about. Really? That's the first thing? Remember the first time I met you wasn't when we moved in together. It was like second oh, year. Oh, I forgot. Okay, in that time, though, probably it was, oh, she's short. <laughs> nice you were also wearing like booties that night too so doesn't matter dude you're just short <laughs> thank you first thing you notice for sharon is actually kind of opposite because ours was during the business org recruitment and i think you were one of the first rem stranger that i went up to because i don't know she just gave me a vibe like that she's nice and then we just started talking and it was great <laughs> so not rbf nice. yeah not rbf nice nice yeah. nice, nice sorry vicky I think you were just drunk. Yeah, sure. Let's, let's, <laughs> yeah. Next question. How would you describe what you think my type is in three words? Jam, church opa, drinker, quiet. Introvert. You can't answer for oh, sorry. Oh, I said quiet at the same time she said introverted. Yeah, similar, similar, similar. Yeah, I was going to say pure, like skin-wise. Like pure, like <laughs> not like... <laughs> Like <laughs> no, no tattoos, no piercings, like clean. Okay, clean Wait, slash I like pure. piercings. Sure, whatever. Clean slash pure things. I mean, men. And then introverted and then charismatic. If you guys say from the streets for me, I'm, like, I'm dipping. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> no, don't worry. I have one. <laughs> Sharon Chivalrous. What was that one time I told you your type is um daddy? Yeah. Daddy. Is it her type daddy? I was going to say like Americanized K-pop. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's Americanized K-pop? <laughs> it's not like fully K-pop K-pop, but there's still a part of them that's like still fuckboy, but then zaddy. Like zaddy. Yeah, like zaddy. Yeah, I guess. A zaddy with this hard Z. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last one, I was going to say caring. Empathetic, guys. Come on. Uh, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Tell me from in the streets. <laughs> no, I was going to say unavailable. <laughs> like you need someone to not care about you. <laughs> Have too much time on their hands and deprioritize you. That just sounds like toxic. <laughs> it's like you're looking for a toxic man. But at the same time, I guess some men would like that. Okay, busy, unavailable, and... Tattoos. I feel Tattoos? so cold. Maybe, out. yeah, sleeves. Yeah. Dude, are you kidding me? She could look at someone and she's like, mm, you're okay. Add the tattoos. Wow, obviously, suddenly I see you in a very different light. <laughs> I, I genuinely have gotten to the point where I'm like, are they cute or do they have tattoos? I have to ask myself that. Oh, I'll also say for personality wise, very also, um, was it extroverted? See, I was going to say, now that I think about it, I feel like physically I know Vicky's type, but then when it comes to emotionally, I'm like, what do you want? Do you want someone who will reciprocate that kind of emotional level? 
I assume so, right? I don't know if it's because I'm like, I've been single for long enough where I'm like thinking about it. Not that I'm ready. Stop. (laughs) But it's okay. We've all reached that one year mark. So then I am like, okay, am I at that point where if I date someone, I would prefer them to be the opposite of me emotional level to provoke that out of me? Or will that still annoy me? Question. Do you think your two exes on an emotional level was opposite of you or more? So then, so like not opening up. No, no, no. I'm not opening up, but then they open up. Or like they're more like vocal about like, oh my God, I love you. And like, you mean a lot to me. And like all these verbal things that I'm like, no. No, no, no. I'm talking about like deep stuff. Oh, they were both like, we had deep conversations. Okay, not like our level deep though. So you can have deep conversations with them. You just won't say I love you. Or like, yeah, be all affectionate. Yeah, which I'm like, do I need someone who does that so that I can, or will I hate it? Which I don't know because in my last two ones, I I kind of like didn't like it in a way. Especially now that I'm thinking about it, I'm just like, I don't want to do that. So for your next relationship, or even just someone you date a little bit more seriously, are you looking for someone who's a little bit more similar to you? Then, if your two exes were more opposite of you, I think understanding who I am. I was thinking this yesterday. I was like, I appreciate you guys because you guys understand that I am not an affectionate person. But at the same time, like you guys kind of evoke it out of me. So it's like, you don't force me to do it. But then you understand when I do it, it's not like it's not like a big deal or whatever. With the label of a relationship, it comes with the idea that you should be more vulnerable and like to show that you love someone, you do all these things. So they kind of like, because you're not doing it, then that means you don't love me. But that's not the case. Like I do love you, but then I'm just not showing it the way you want me to. And they didn't understand that. They would get really insecure about it. I feel like you might need somebody more similar to you. Yeah. Just extroverted. Maybe you're like me. Like you need somebody more similar but still extroverted. Yeah. So that they can understand where I'm coming from. It would always be the guy asking more from Vicky. Unless miraculously Vicky falls head over heels for somebody. Yeah. That's the other, the tug of war of me where I'm like, do I really just not have someone that I loved enough where I want to do all those things? No, don't worry, Vicky. Some man will come by and you will be swept off your feet and then you'll be like, wow, who am I? Existential crisis. Like what Jim went through. If that's you, can you wait like another two, three years and then come by? Because I'm not ready. I'm ready. (laughs) Next question. What about me intrigues you? I have one for Jam. It intrigues me how she becomes a completely different person when she's drunk. Facts. It like blows my mind. I don't know what chemical like chemical reaction happens in her brain, but she becomes a completely different person. I'm like, how was I completely different yesterday? I feel like it was just an amplification of my per- personality. I think it's because I'm there's more people around me who are relatively more so the same when they're drunk. They're just drunk. Yeah, if we had you and we just grab you at ten percent, the drunk you is at one hundred. Is that good there or bad thing? <laughs> It's funny to me. I feel like every time you're drunk, I want to laugh a lot. I feel you just want to laugh at me in general. Yeah, that too. <laughs> it's just intriguing. I mean, the, I feel like the thing intrigues me about Vicky, we've probably talked about this before, but is it her emotions or the way her re- 
oh, how you are with your friends and family is so different from how you are with your significant other. How you how you emotionally open up to us and your family versus your significant other is kind of like almost polar opposite. <laughs> so it's how you how you mentioned at first, like you could be more affectionate towards us, or you know, you say you're very affectionate towards your family to a point where you actually initiate everything. Where where it comes to your significant other, you're kind of like, wait, don't like you don't initiate, or you only initiate because you feel like your significant other needs it to get some confirmation. Yeah. And I think it's even more intriguing because it doesn't stem from like trauma or like previous relationships that make you scared to open up again. It's just like this is just the way you are, which is even more like fascinating. I'm like, huh? Wait, question. When you're drunk, do you get more like touchy with significant other, other and stuff? Or are you still pretty relatively the same? I think I'm relatively the same. <gasps> crazy in my mind i think about it more but i still don't do it i genuinely think it's still like not always but like still that super like asian conservative side of me that's like he's a boy that i'm dating and like touching him too much is weird and like pda you know do you ever drunk drunk text them be like babe like i miss you i wish you were here right now only time i've ever drunk dialed or drunk called or text anyone was the first time i was drunk and i drunk called my ex how does vicky not get affected by alcohol because do. you love to drunk call us too <laughs> oh i drunk call you guys <laughs> Whoa. so if you had a boyfriend would you drunk call us or your boyfriend probably you guys <laughs> damn that's crazy like do you physically feel more like oh for sure do you sharon Oh, 100%. Like you'd want to drunk call a boy? Real quick, I was going to say, let's say you're in a group of fr- like group of people, friends. Let's say, for example, in the group we were yesterday and you were talking to some guy or had a boyfriend. In that moment, you physically would want to be more affectionate towards him, right? But would you do it? I think if it was like in front of you guys, maybe I wouldn't um, mind as much because it's in front of people that I'm not like a super, like 100% close with, then I would mind it more. I definitely get more touchy and affectionate when I'm drunk. Somebody told me like, oh, you're different how you are sober than you are drunk. And I was like, ah. I was going to say for Sharon, I feel like something that we we joke about a lot is like mental health. And we talk about some of it, but then the very like oh, deep inner mental health stuff. I feel like we're kind of similar, but we don't really touch on it because it's like a very deep topic. Oh, like wanting to know what mental health issues I got? Oh, sure. We can talk about it. I got a lot. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I'm like plus one on jams, all the family relationship versus boyfriend relationship kind of thing. But other than that, it intrigues me how, I mean, given I don't know that many people in the world, but from all the people that I've met, you think very similar to me. So that intrigues me. The way that you can ask questions or the way that you can read the room it's intriguing because everyone else just dumb (laughs) us three you know what i mean thank you (laughs) wait no not everyone else is dumb it's just wavelength we kind of talked about this last time it's like the same wavelength kind of thing i thought i'm not on the same wavelength as you guys in terms of thoughts but i I understand like where you guys are coming from understands which is why I'm like, I need a jam. I don't need you to be me. I just need you to understand me. <laughs> yes. Okay, I feel like for Sharon, I mean, this is not as much about like 
personal thing. Um, it intrigues me how your alcohol tolerance has not gone up at all in all these years. It has. For my senior year, when you were abroad, it went up a lot. Like during that fall quarter, I was living my best life. And then it kind of all went to shit after that. See, I realized when it comes to drunk drunk, I make poor decisions about men. That's not fine. Because I get myself into sticky situations. I feel like you answered this, but like at what stage are you at for dating and men? Are you looking to date to marry at this point or are you looking to date to date? Both. Like I wouldn't be opposed to dating to date, but I won't waste my time. So you can make poor choices. That's fine-ish. Like poor choices to the extent that maybe you won't marry this person. I think right now I'm just not at a place to date. It's, I mean, me and Jam talk about it because she's here, but... We're not at a point where we're our best selves. It's not even, oh, we're not at our best selves. I'm just not in a good spot right now to put myself out there and pretend like I'm okay when I'm not. Damn, that's just sad. I was literally just telling Vicky this yesterday. Yeah, Jam and I talked about this too. Actually, another thing kind of intrigues me about Sharon. Your confidence because... (laughs) This sounds weird, but... No, because I just feel like you always give your give more doubts to yourself, or you don't give enough credit to yourself. When I'm like a lack of confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say I'm not confident. Every day in the mirror, just be like, I love myself. I am smart. I am beautiful. Next question: What compliment do you think I hear the most? Life of the party for Jam. Yeah. Energy, and then for Vicky. I feel like you probably get told you're nice a lot, even though you're not. <laughs> just kidding. Well, Vicky's nice. I'm not saying she's not nice. I'm just saying I feel like she gets it a lot. Yeah, I do. Um, I was going to say jam a nice smile. I've definitely heard or heard and seen that. I feel like I've gotten it if people like saw a picture of me or something. Sharon, maybe a good listener. Yeah, I was going to say for Sharon, um, like really good at under like a really good conversationalist. And really good, like, oh, understanding, like, what the other person is saying and, like, carrying out a good conversation. I think I've heard that from people who've, like, hung out with her. And also, a lot of people say Sharon's really pretty. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Vicky, I like your eyes. Yeah. Whenever I do our TikTok clips, I always like to look at your eyes. They're, like, very big. I like Vicky's eyes. I like Jam's nose. Oh, compliment you hear the most. I was just thinking, yeah, compliment, we're complimenting each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you're going to say confidence for Vicky? Oh, I was going to say that's my compliment for you, your confidence. The compliment you hear the most, I also think is nice. And really easy going. Like, easy also to get generally along. like a good conversationalist. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Gotta hype up the besties, you know? Jam really is the life of the party. Dude, I never realized how much I missed that until people were here like, yeah, let's go home at like 11 p.m. And I'm like, <laughs> but I just got started. Like me and Crystal, because we both have slow metabolism, so yesterday, by the time we were like ready at like 3 a.m., everyone's like ready to go to sleep already. <laughs> I was going to say Jam's boldness too. Me complimenting. I like Jam's downness. It's my favorite thing. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Next question. We're moving on to the level two connection part. So first one is, when was the last time you surprised yourself? I mean, this is kind of recent, but I'm kind of surprised at how slow I process things or emotions. I've always thought I'm a fast processor in terms of when situations happen. It just happens and then, you know, I move on. But recently, um, something kind of big happened in my family that where I thought I was fine or I've been thinking I'm fine. 
And then I thought like I processed it and like basically out of the situation. But I'm realizing I'm still processing now as if I'm still going through it. And that's why I realized I'm processing my emotions a lot slower than I think. That surprised me too. Because maybe before, like nothing as big has happened. So it was easier to move on from it. Or I would just, I guess, like forget about it or even maybe even suppress it and not realize it. But now because it's like kind of like one of the biggest things that's ever happened in my life. So a lot of emotions came with it, like a lot of brand new emotions that I didn't know, I guess, how to properly process it. So the way that I would usually do it didn't work. You wouldn't say it's denial though, right? It just hits you later. I don't think it's denial, but I think maybe I just always was so used to, like, or I like, just taught to, okay, be emotional about it for a little bit in the moment, oh. and you just move on from yeah. it. You gotta like, like come out of it. You can't let it dwell on it. This is why I was always taught. So this time, I thought it was like it could be the same, and I was processing the same way, but it's just not the way it is or the way it's happening. Does that make sense? <laughs> Dude, we have to go to therapy. Like th- this is this is all from like childhood yeah like it's not trauma yeah. but it's the way that you were taught things that is engraved in your mind even though your parents may not have exactly portrayed it that way so it's a lot of unlearning and relearning that you do in therapy i feel like which is helpful in our developmental years of 20s right now you know what i'm saying it's funny jam that you say that because for me looking at you i thought it was like you handled it so well to me at least the way you were able to like express how you were feeling to us and like your worries and like handling everything with your family and stuff i was like i don't know what i would have done if i was in your position i just felt like that was the expectation of me like that's what i was taught like you just experience it for a short while and then you move on from it like the expectations like you handle it so well like you can't be dwelling on on like your emotions See, I think that's the part where you would have to unpack whether, I don't know if it's helpful with us or just like someone, like a licensed therapist or something, but unpacking that it's okay that you don't have to be okay all the time. Yeah. I know it's because you like grew up listening to it from your parents, but like literally no one expects you to be strong all the time. Yeah. And you can't be. I think you need to unlearn like that pressure of, no, I have to be strong. I have to be strong because that's very unrealistic. And it doesn't mean that you're weak. It just means that you're human, you know? You're okay. <laughs> like, you see the transitions, like me talking next clip. is so like she's crying. Watery like, <laughs> eyes. I think something that surprised me recently is I, you know, I've been wanting to live by myself for a really long time. And I really, really enjoy it. But what surprises me is that... It's not everything that I thought. I realized that I actually do get energy from people and I get serotonin from people because if I stay home all the time and yes, do things on my own, it's nice, but then it becomes very, not lonely, I think depressed is like a little extreme, but you kind of get stuck in this same spot because you're by yourself. And so I realized like there were a couple of days where I was feeling really low and I didn't want to see people, but... I had to like we were going out to dinner and then when I came back I was in such a good mood and it carried over for like the next two days or so and I was like oh so I do still get energy from people it's just every now and then I need like a break for myself and I thought I could always independently live like if the world were to end and it was just me I would be fine I always thought that way but I don't think I would which is very very surprising to me I feel like that's like the human nature in us because we are we are social beings and so like we have to get energy from people eventually can't like be a hermit what about you vicky anything that surprised you lately nothing i'm just kidding i don't know 
Wait, I have a question. Are you surprised by yourself of how you are to your significant other, or did you always know that? I think I always knew that I'm not like a touchy feely, like affectionate person. Even though I'm like different with friends and family, I still get it from my family that like I don't seem loving. Especially with my sister, because she's a total opposite. A lot of people think that I'm the older sister, and most of the time it's because she's like a lot more loving and like she'll want to hug me and she'll want to like lean on my shoulder and stuff. And most of the time it's like the older sister is the one that's not affectionate and the younger sister is. But then for us, it's the opposite. This just means that you know yourself well, though, Biggie, which is a good thing. Maybe that. I was gonna say, like, I'm very honest with myself. And it surprises me. Even in therapy, like when I was going, like I would talk about my issues, but there was nothing that she said that I didn't already acknowledge myself already. I think that's where even me and Vicky, where you and I are more similar because for the longest time I've been discouraged to go to therapy because everything that they would tell me, it's like, I already know. I just won't do it. Exactly. It's like, I already know these are the steps to do it or this is what my thought pattern should be, but I'm actively choosing to not do it. Next question, what would your younger self not believe about your life today? I have one, that I'm fine. For the most part, I'm fine. I think when I was younger and growing up, I grew up with a lot of regrets or what ifs. Like, oh, what if I did this differently? What if I did better on this test? This is mostly in high school, probably when I was still living under my parents. But I always used to be like, I want to go back in time and change this, 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 because I was worried about not being okay in the future or not being set up for success. So now looking back, telling my younger self like, bro, chill out, you're fine. I wouldn't believe it. I feel like how much I am who I wanted to be. Yeah. Wow, I love that. Because when I was younger, it was like I had an image that I wanted myself to be and like my morals and stuff, but then it felt really out of reach. Oh, it's just a figment of my imagination. Like I can think about it, but it'll probably never come. But then now that I'm older and I have time to become more myself and like money to do things that I want to do, I'm like, yeah, I am who I thought I wanted to be when I was a kid. Wow. And you're not even a full grown up yet. (laughs) Growth. I feel like my younger self wouldn't have believed how much I don't enjoy corporate or working 9 to 5 structure. But I always thought that I would go up the linear path, climb the corporate ladder, and eventually be in like an executive position. Yeah. Fuck the ladder. You don't need a ladder to get to the roof. You could use a zip line. I mean, not a zip line. (laughs) (laughs) Not a zip line. Those, uh, you know, those rock climbing things? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yo, yeah, because ladder is easier to get up there, but it's safe. We're trying to do the fun, but more dangerous, risky Exactly. Yes. How would you describe the feeling of being in love with one word? Couldn't tell you. Never been in love. Have you been in love? (laughs) I thought I was at the time, but no. So I can't answer that question. What what about how would you think the feeling of being in love would be? Everything I imagine it to be. Uh, Okay, for someone someone who doesn't know what you imagine it to be like. uh, Just like knowing that you're meant to meet this person because they're your better half. And they make you change for the better but also grow as a person and me wanting to be affectionate with them or like you know first word i thought of was blinded yikes yikes i mean yeah they say love is blinding yeah you're right that was cute you know jam how do you feel literally they're like the only person in your eyes head over heels butterflies all that good stuff you just don't notice anyone else that even when you're drunk that's who you think of 
Next question. Do you think the image you have of yourself matches the image other people see you as? I was going to say yes and no. Classic Vicky. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm going to say right now. Okay, actually, no. I'm going to say yes for the most part. I'm going to cop out like Vicky and say yes and no. But if I wasn't copping out, I would say no. Why are we? (laughs) We are the same. Because if I were to lean towards one way, it'd be no too. Oh, really? Why? It's interesting because I've had, I've met people recently who don't know me. So then they would tell me about like what they see in me or like how they feel about me and things like that. And it's like, oh, you make me feel safe or you're really nice and you're like good vibe to be around and also like stress free. Yes, that is who I am. And also I know that I portray that to them. But at the same time, like I'm not those things. (laughs) I'm not like very, very nice, nor am I stress-free. Like if anything, I'm anxious about everything. But only like you guys would know that. Everyone else, I feel like the image that they have of me is correct because it's what I allow them to see of me. And it's still who I am. But then for people who are close enough to me, they know like actually how I feel. I was just going to say no for the most part because you individual or I individually and you guys yourselves know yourself best. Like No one else knows me exactly through and through like myself. So naturally, I don't think every other people, especially immediately outside of you two, who know me the way I know myself. I said yes because I feel for the most part, I'm a pretty open book. The reason why I would say no is more so in this past year where I did a lot of self-discovery and, you know, discovered things about myself. But I feel like for the most part, I'm pretty open about my thoughts and stuff. Like, I think the only thing I'm not really open about is perhaps my emotions, which is something I'm learning to be more open about with, like, new people I meet. But I could definitely see why both of you guys answer no. A lot of issues, you know. Next question. What could have you done better in previous relationships? I can go first because mine's really quick. I don't think I've done anything that's like different what i have with both of my exes i'm talking about like my actual relationships it was fine the way it was i don't think i've done anything better mine would have been more truthful being more truthful with where i was maybe emoting more (laughs) like sometimes i wonder if i were more emotional and like clingy would have changed anything because i think most of my exes preferred having a clingy girlfriend and then they somehow ended up with me see i would say yes except for the fact that your ex was trash so no he don't deserve that (laughs) sorry (laughs) i i always wondered like if i was with the relationship lasted longer but then i'm like do i really want it to last longer than what it was so what has being single taught you about yourself that i actually can't be single forever like i can't die alone i feel like for right now I'm better off single. The past year, I felt so much more improvement in myself and like time spent on myself. And so I like really appreciated that. And I feel like I just am happier being by myself right now. For me, being single has taught me that I need to work on myself before I put in the energy to someone else. Okay, so that was our quick but not quick answers to a couple of the we're not really strangers game we'll end it with one question we'll ask to you all for any listeners out there let us know if your perception about us has changed since first listening to our episodes whenever that was 
until now that it's been one year into it. Drop it in the comments, DM us, comment on our IG posts, any of that. And thanks for listening as always, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.